You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the soundscape? Could it be experienced as a collection of different species and other things that make noise? Or as a wash of background sound? Or perhaps as an ever-changing orchestral masterpiece? It's all in the ear of the beholder. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. In today's episode, we're continuing a conversation with nature sound recordist Lang Elliott. And I asked Lang how it would be possible to more fully appreciate the sounds of nature. If you played a, a, a piece of music for me that went on for 5, 10, 15 minutes... I think I can usually listen to it because things are happening there. Mm-hmm. The sounds are changing and I'm following them. With nature, even though there's this never-ending orchestration, it ends up being categorized by the way I am programmed to hear as sort of a sameness. I don't know how to listen to the sounds of nature by and large, except maybe on occasion to say, oh, well, that's a red-winged blackbird. But that only goes so far. So I'm hoping that you could help us navigate and give us some clues as to how you listen to it, not only when you're recording, but when you're listening back, which we'll do now. Take us through what do you think these sounds are telling us, if that's the right question, and any clues as to what this soundscape represents and how we, you might sort of take us in with a, a new set of ears. Well, there's two approaches to listening. They're sort of diametrically opposite. You can employ both, not at the same time, but you can move from one domain to the other. The most familiar to people when it comes to nature is focusing on what I call sound objects. A sound object is like a particular bird singing. You hear a bird song happening in some direction over in that tree, and that is an object, a point source of sound, and you're interested in identifying it. Where you go out, let's say birding, and your success sort of has to do with numbers of how many species you hear, whether or not you identify the songs and the calls you hear, and you rack up a list. And your main experience has to do with objects and numbers. At the opposite extreme, and this is where I'm really at these days, is 
one's sensory immersion and appreciation in the entire luscious soundscape, the whole of what is going on, where you're open to textures of sounds, where you're not restricted to objects, where you're combining all your sensory experience. Let's say you're in the forest and birds are singing, of course, but you can hear the sound of the breeze, the shaking of the leaves. It's not a point source, it's all around. There may be a stream in the distance gurgling. All these sounds have different textures and affect your nervous system in different ways. And you can breathe in the entire soundscape and just rest in it and really appreciate your three-dimensional hearing that allows you to judge distances and directions of sounds. So when you really rest within the soundscape, you're drawing in all these different dimensions. A birder might be sitting there ticking off species, but not hearing the stream and not noticing even the breeze because the orientation is to sound objects. It's more of a knowledge-based appreciation because you know that's a such and such and you have an image of the bird from prior experience. And I'm not saying that's a bad way to do it, but you're sort of in your head and you're in the past because your ideas of those things primarily were formed in the past. So I'm talking about you know, learning to switch from that referential, more knowledge-based, thinking-oriented perception of sound to just pure sensory experience in the present, ever-changing, never the same, never the same, and you're flowing along with it. That's sort of like a, a whole different mode of listening. So I would be the last one to make any listener feel like they have to know what everything is. I say, you know, if you develop your sensory capacity, your receptivity to sound, you can have a high-level experience without much knowledge of all those sound objects. It's a different kind of knowledge. And in fact, you could be with someone very experienced in identifying, they might not be having that holistic soundscape experience. And now, a few minutes of natural sound recorded by Lang Elliott. It's a chance to see if I listen to it the way I usually do, or whether it might be possible to listen in a new way.
My thanks to Lang Elliott. Coming up in future episodes, a guided tour of the soundscape. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. <laughs>